let's get it started. Episode number seven. We're gonna have a party. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoned, get started, get started, get started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. First of all, I just want to say welcome to episode number seven of the CCD podcast. Can't say thank you enough to everybody. Um, we hit a thousand views on YouTube last week. Uh, we've we're close to a hundred downloads on Spotify. I believe we have 99 members on the CCD podcast Facebook page. Um, it's just an awesome deal that's going on. I think that this has gotten you know a lot bigger than I th- ever imagined, and I'm having fun with it. And like I've told everybody, I'm just going to keep on doing it. We're doing bigger things every day. Um, played some trivia today. Um, on the CCD Facebook page. If you guys aren't a uh, part of that CCD Facebook page, you might want to check that out. We're giving away money. Uh, Last week, we gave away $50. Clayton Patrick uh, got the correct answer, and he actually um, elected to donate the $50 back to the track uh, to help out with the bracket finals team. So that's a pretty cool deal. I know that every year, you know, the track and Susie and Rod, you know, they try to come up with stuff to, uh, you know, try to raise money for the ccd bracket finals team and try to cover everybody's cost um so you know we go to the bracket finals and we've had to pay before and let me tell you it's a really good feeling when you can go there and race for free and the tracks covering your expenses as far as entry fees and you know they feed us at the ccd bracket finals rod always prepares a pretty good meal i mean he's always got some good stuff over there to eat um usually every night uh, they might do pizzas or whatever, but you know, th- th- it's not cheap for, you know, Rod to send us over there and, you know, I get it. If they don't raise enough money, then, you know, we might have to pay, you know, 40 or 50 bucks, but Hey, if we can raise enough money, we're going over there for free as a racer and it's a good time. So, you know, like I said, we're doing good things. Clayton Patrick, we appreciate that. And matter of fact, Clayton Patrick won this week. Uh, we had a question today that was, how many championships has Robbie Easton won at Coles County Dragway? Well, it was nine. And yeah, that might sound like a crazy number to some people, but you know, that's how good Robbie was. I mean, he really, he won, you know, four in the juniors, I think. Uh, he won a high school championship. He won a couple in sportsmen, uh, one or two in pro. I just, I've got it in front of me. I know exactly how the years they were, but it, it's, it's awesome. And, and Clayton guessed right. It was nine. We had several people try to guess. Um, I believe Kelly Dom was the closest when, before, um, Clayton got it right. She had said seven, uh, actually Mikey, he guessed eight, uh, but nine was the answer. And Clayton Patrick was a, you know, back to back winner. And once again, he donated to the track um, that's a hundred dollars going to the bracket finals. And then I threw a bonus question out because I thought, you know, I'm trying to give some money away here and Clayton Patrick just, you know, he seems to know his track history. So, um, I threw a bonus question out the fastest, uh, or the, the record that was set by this person was broken, um, by the guy in the funny car, Sullivan, I believe is his name. And 
who was the driver that previously held the record and it was brandon brewer and dana coots got the question and i kind of knew dana if he was paying attention would probably get that one i'm pretty sure dana's went you know tried to go after that record a time or two himself so i i kind of figured he'd probably know it if he was paying attention he was going to get it and he did so he he won 25 dollars and a 10 dollar gift card to five bugle barbecue um, thank you to them guys. They, you know, gave us some money to do some neat stuff on the show last week. Um, and obviously we got to say thank you to Nolan Bartley racing, um, gave us, you know, some money a couple weeks ago and we've been able to do a lot of neat stuff with it on the show. Um, I talked about Nolan last week on the episode and young kid, you know, coming up through the sprint car division, he races right across the street from CCD. If you guys ever get a chance, go over there and check him out. He's a hell of a driver, good kid, good family. And, uh, I, I will definitely repay that favor to them. Um, so we appreciate that. But this week it is all about Robbie Easton. Let me tell you guys something. This guy was one hell of a guy. I, uh, I got to know Robbie, um, when I was a young kid and just a phenomenal guy, Got to know a little bit of his family, not a lot, but, um, you know, I hung around Robbie at the racetrack. Um, he was really just a phenomenal guy, and we really got something special going on this weekend um, at CCD. It was my idea to just go ahead and try to get this um, Robbie Easton Memorial race together. I went to Rod, and I threw an idea at him, and um, I gave him a few uh, things that I thought that would work um, as far as double entries with the colors and and just a format that i think that i listen to people and and i think most racers and you know they like the the running colors because it, you know they're separated there's usually a class in between and it's easier to cool i mean not we're not saying that you know we're giving you extra courtesy to cool um especially if the shows run late but you should have plenty of time by running you know two colors that you know if you're still in late in rounds in both there's, there's plenty of time. Trust me. I double enter a lot. And it only takes me, if I have to stop at my pit and, you know, grab some fuel, if I'm the only one there. Now, I'm privileged enough that I've got somebody there that can bring that stuff up to the lanes with me. But if I pull off the track and I go straight to my pit, jump out of my car, throw a splash of fuel in and drive up to the track, it's or the lanes, It's there's plenty of time to do that. Um, so I think that it's very easily done uh, by running colors. I think that you can double class or double enter easily and still have plenty of time. But anyway, you know, I took this right. I took this idea. Um, I had the opportunity to do this. Um, I, you know, took some money to Rod and I said, I'd like to do this. You know, what do you think? And he it was all for it. Um, and I can't say thank you enough for allowing us to do this. Um, I'm super excited and it really turned into way more than what i had pictured i i mean obviously i pictured it being a, an epic weekend but not this epic it, it's really just went tenfold to here it, it, it exploded and and i gotta thank so many people for you know allowing that to happen you know the easton family uh, ellis booth and there were so many more people that i i don't know if they want to be named so i'm going to be respectful of that but I mean, a lot of Robbie's really close friends um, threw in and, and helped out and, and made this to where we can turn this into a sportsman race, a super pro race, uh, you know, and then the Robbie Easton race and pro. And then, you know, Vashon Young was another one. He threw up, I, I put up some money, Vashon put up a little extra and made it to where we bumped the purse up in pro on the Robbie Easton race to run uh, Robbie's number it was actually that's the payout was Robbie's number 
which was uh, 3255 so $3,255 to win the Robbie Easton Memorial Race um, 500 runner up 250 for semis $80 for quarters but that's on a regular entry guys that's a regular points race just regular entry fee I don't know where you're gonna find a deal like that and like I said I cannot say thank you enough to Vashon Young he just was excellent in coming through and and offering up a little bit more money to make that happen and then you know bumping the juniors up to 324 to win um, you know their $50 runner-up consolation 30 to win uh, 20 um, runner-up they they're not allowed to double it's the only the Easton Memorial classes will double allow doubles and run colors but they're still getting a little extra money um, that's gonna be on Saturday the Robbie Easton Memorial uh, Saturday and the juniors will be on Saturday as well with the 324 to win three thousand two hundred and fifty five dollars to win the Easton Robbie Easton Memorial there are special plaques home uh, uh, custom plaques to be given to the winner of each class um, and I'm including the juniors on that they're gonna get a plaque um, so you know the big day uh, Saturday with Robbie Easton race for pro and then you know obviously you'll have super pro running that day for regular ET and sportsman um, and then going into the next day the Bob Easton Memorial super pro spectacular also a $55 entry fee um, a $5 racer fee three thousand one hundred and twenty two dollars to win the Bob Easton Memorial and then there is a special plaque custom plaque to be given to the winner of that um, that's Saturday and uh, or Sunday I'm sorry Sunday uh, runner-up will pay 500 semis 100 quarterfinals 55 um, and then $30 buybacks um, for super pro and pro sportsman class Robbie Easton sportsman spectacular sportsman class is a 30 dollar entry fee and you're racing for one thousand three hundred and twenty four dollars runner up 200 semi-finals 75 quarterfinals 30 buybacks in uh, sportsman are 15 dollars so I, I mean looking at these prices and these entry fees and what we're paying this weekend it is going to be phenomenal i mean you just can't find a better deal um to go pay thirty dollars to enter a class and race for thirteen hundred and twenty four dollars is just you don't you don't get that very often and, and I tell you what, it's just awesome because I, I feel like we're having a decent car count. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of old faces. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something. If you knew Robbie and you want to honor Robbie, this is the chance to do it. I mean, if you've got a race car, bring it out. If you got a street car and you don't, you know, don't have a race car, bring your family car out. This is the one opportunity to honor Robbie and his father um, this weekend i i can't say how special this is to me um because i don't know if this is going to happen again this is you know i don't know if this is going to be an annual race it, it's just going to have to be one of the things where we see how it goes and then you know i'll talk to rod and everybody and and see what we want to do for the future um as far as maybe making this an annual race but you never know i mean you know we there's a lot of things that you know they try at racetracks that don't work and they just can't you know they can't continue to do it so i look for this to be an awesome weekend and the one opportunity that i've looked to i've looked forward to for a really long time to honor you know robbie and bob and that family um it's just going to be a really special weekend i gotta give a huge shout out and here's the deal my mother um sandy's custom prints on facebook she does a, just a little bit of everything i mean she can make 
just phenomenal stuff she does cool designs anything you want she can have it printed on whatever a backpack a koozie a keychain an air freshener um she can do the custom like she done the custom plaques and i'm telling you these plaques are badass if i wasn't you know involved with this and i you know somebody else was putting this race on i wouldn't give you know i really wouldn't give two craps about the money i want that plaque that plaque these plaques are just amazing they are really cool um i think they're you know somebody gets one of these plaques they're gonna have something special because like i said i don't know if this is gonna be an every year deal um i i hope it can be but um yeah so we're gonna do she done the plaques and she's doing goodie bags um if you knew robbie and you were close to robbie or bob you want to get you're going to want to get to coles county and get entered quickly because she's going to be up there at the tech booth and she's going to be handing out a free goodie bag it's it's you know it's got a little bit of everything in it but it's got a lot of custom it's all custom stuff it's got robbie's picture his name his car or bob's car and bob's name and face it's just got a lot of really really neat stuff memorabilia that you know you can hold on to um, and and keep over the years or whatever I, I can't say enough about what she done you know this wasn't my idea this was all her and she's put about four hundred dollars of her own money into this and i just i can't say thank you enough to her for doing this it just makes it that much more special for this weekend i mean it, like i said this is a huge huge weekend um for ccd they got a, there's a lot of cool stuff going on i mean the whole weekend honoring the eastern family we got the goodie bags we got the big money we got shannon booth uh doing the big checks um we've got this you know custom plaques and and then we're just gonna have a good time i i think it's gonna be an excellent time there's gonna be a lot going on after the races a lot of old friends catching up so i'm i'm really really looking forward to it it's gonna be an early start time um so the gates are going to open at one or uh, at let's see gates open at eleven o'clock on Saturday. So that's an hour earlier than normal, and the time runs and it's only one time run, one time run Saturday, and that will be at one o'clock. Um, now the the runoff that we do at Coles County every week, the king of the track, Rod's come up with this, and I really like it. It's a neat idea. It's an extra three hundred dollars. He's going to still try to do that, time permitting. Hopefully that they can get that in. Basically, the the winner of Pro Class, which will be the Robbie Easton Memorial Race, will race the winner of Super Pro, and that's for an extra three hundred dollars. So. If they get a chance to get that in, you're talking $3,255 to win pro with a chance to win an extra additional $300. Uh, Super Pro class is usually around 1000 bucks if they get enough cars. I mean, if if they pack that place in and you're there, you might as well run Super Pro because if they've got 30, 35 cars, you're looking at over $1,000 with a $300 runoff. It could be more than that. I don't know the numbers. but uh, And then, you know, Sunday is going to be the same situation. They uh, we're going to open the gates early. It's eight o'clock um, gate time, and then they're going to start the time runs. And it's one time run on Sunday as well, uh, 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. time run on Sunday, and that's going to be a pretty big day. You know, three thousand one hundred and twenty-two dollars to win Super Pro with the chance to win another three hundred with the runoff, and then you've got the Sportsman race for one thousand three hundred and twenty-four dollars. And all this is on regular entry fees plus the five dollar uh, racer fee. So big stuff and and obviously camping is available there all weekend they're going to have the friday fun night uh, then the race on saturday and then you know there'll probably be several people camped out saturday night having a good time um uh, so and be ready for sunday morning as far as the rules um discuss this with rod today 
and so they're gonna we're gonna ladder this at three or less in each color and i know some of you are thinking well what's the point why not just run it till you get to and and well here's the deal you might think that it does you might think it sounds pointless until you're one of them guys that's double entered and you still have two entries left any one in each color and you get down to three cars or five cars and you're late to the lanes somebody beats you up to the lanes you know everybody beats you up to the lanes and you're the last one in line guess what you're losing an entry because you're erasing yourself this eliminates that doesn't mean that it can't still happen but it makes it a hell of a lot easier on rod and it really does it really does work in your advantage if you're double entering um, it, it eliminates the possibility of you having to run yourself um, and knocking one of your entries out. So that's why that's being done. So it's going to ladder at three or less um, in each color for the pro race, the super pro race, and the sportsman race. So, um, yeah, all three of those you can double enter. They're going to be separated by colors. That's pretty much the layout for the weekend. I can't wait um, until we get there and, and get, you know, get it rolling. It's going to be a great time. Um, I looked forward to this week's podcast so much because I've got several people lined up that I wanted to talk to on the phone, and we're just going to go ahead and get into that. This is going to be a longer episode because of that, but that you know what? I, I tell you what, if you knew Robbie, you're going to really, really enjoy these phone calls because we got some good ones, and we're going to go ahead and get into them right now. All right, our first phone caller. Uh, just went down to Terre Haute and picked up another win, and uh, he's on a roll right now. And we're welcoming welcoming Ellis Booth to the show. Uh, just on last week, actually, but you know what? He's uh, was a really good, dear friend of Robbie. Grew up around Robbie, and uh, we definitely wanted to get him here um, on the show again this week. And a matter of fact, we'll have another um, family member of his. Shannon, but they, they all kind of grew up around Robbie. They knew Robbie. They were really good friends with Robbie. So uh, here we are, Ellis Booth. Welcome to the show again. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Exciting week going on here this week. For sure. And, and not only is it exciting for you just in the sense of what it's about and who it's for, but you also, you're racing as good as anybody right now, and um, you're on a roll, and just to to win this race i mean it's the first ever and might be the first only we don't know yet um hasn't been anything discussed for future um uh making an, an annual deal but this either way it's the first ever um it, it was supposed to start out as a robbie easton memorial and it's turned into so much more and i can't be more excited for that you got the Bob Easton Sport, Super Pro Spectacular, um, the super, uh, Sportsman Spectacular for Robbie, and then, you know, of course, the Robbie Easton Memorial Race in the Pro Class. And then, you know, a little extra for the juniors. But, you know, you've got a couple races there that you've got a car that can run the Sportsman Class, the Pro Class. And I don't know if you've found something maybe to run the Super Pro or not, but it's a big weekend, and I know you're excited because of what it would mean. I mean, we got special plaques that we're giving away. You got the big money. And then just to win the first ever Robbie Easton or um, Bob Easton or the Sportsman Spectacular, what would that mean to you, man? Well, it would mean, it would just about mean everything to me. I've won the Lichtenfeld race in both pro and sportsman. Um, I've won the Walt Crabtree race in sportsman just this year. Um, yeah, it's... I've, I've gone round with the at the memorial races at Coles County all these years. And, you know, I, I knew, 
I knew Terry pretty well and, and I knew of Walt. I didn't know him personally. I was, I was pretty young when he passed, but you know, this is a personal friend, somebody who I consider one of my main mentors growing up in the sport. Um, so, you know, this one has a little extra meaning for me. Yeah. I mean, you grew up around Robbie. I mean, he, he mentored a lot of people. I mean, so many people would say that, you know, if they had an idea in bracket racing, they'd just call Robbie and, and he'd either shoot a hole in it or tell you, you know what, that sounds like, you know, he, he would really, you know, look at every perspective of drag racing or bracket racing and, and really put it into a good, you know, good perspective. Um, I know that I've been around him. I was around him not as probably as not as much as you or some of the other people that we're going to have calling in, but you know, just an amazing guy. And I mean, I've got so many stories about Robbie that, you know, probably not as good as some of the others, but, um, you know, I, I know you've got some, um, we'd love to hear them. Um, you know, it's just your, you know, memories of Robbie or a story, uh, something that sticks out to you just to kind of describe to people. Some people didn't ever have the chance to meet Robbie, but this is what, this is what this show this week is going to be for. We're honoring Robbie gives everybody a chance to look back and remember Robbie or get to know what kind of guy Robbie was. Sure. So I've got several stories. I guess I'll start with one in the junior days. Then I'll go to one from kind of the big car days. And then I'll end with one from his end of racing uh, career, I think. So I've got three little stories about Robbie uh, that I'll go ahead and tell. So back in the junior days, um, we had a lot more rainouts back then Mm -hmm. um, where we would be at the track and then the the race would get canceled. Oh yeah. Always um, find something fun to do during rain delays. <laughs> ownership at the time would always try to get the races in. And, and I think it was just a con. I think this was in 2002, 2001, to 2003, that era. Um, and, and, you know, ownership was trying to get races in gas prices were down a little bit and there was better car counts, all that stuff. So a lot of times we'd end up at the track, we'd be in the middle of racing and then the rain would come. Right. Obviously today, um, we tend to have rainouts happen before the race starts. Correct. It's pretty rare that we have a rain event happen in the middle of a race day anymore. Right. Um, but one day we were down there. I think it was a Saturday, and uh, there was another race on Sunday. So when the when the Saturday race rained out, a bunch of us junior people stuck around. And back then we all had bicycles and scooters or right. little Razor scooters or whatever, um, whatever we could get our hands on as far as transportation that wasn't motorized. <laughs> yeah. And you know Robbie. Robbie always took, he would take his bicycle down the eighth mile for sure. Um, you know, as a test path. And I think, he, <laughs> I think he made it down the eighth mile in like 20 seconds or less on his BMX bike. One time he was just incredibly active and athletic and <laughs> oh, just sure. unbelievably, I, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just a very unique person. And it, and the energy that he had was always, always so fun to be around right? and, and really made Robbie who Robbie was. Yeah, but this particular day with the rain out, we we went down to the sand trap, grabbed a little bit of sand. We made a starting line on the return road, um, down there near the big end, about where the ten mile an hour speed limit sign is now. Uh-huh. And then we made another line in, of sand about oh probably hundred two hundred feet down the right line, uh, out of sand, and made a finish line. And we were going to line up our bikes and bracket race. But of course, <laughs> you can't bracket race without knowing what you're going to run. Right. So Robbie. Always had a wristwatch on. Always uh, had a stopwatch. I know where this on. is going. Yep. So I remember he that. Stood out in front of us. He did arm drops. He 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 did the timing. He told us what our ETs were. You know, timing two lanes at one time. Uh-huh. And we had a bracket race on our scooters and and bicycles and everything. 
off of Robbie's wristwatch. I um, remember he used to do that. And, we used to do that back on on feet. We would run, and and I was was oh, yeah. looking back oh, yeah. at it now. It's like, how man, this dude was so smart to be able to figure all this out because it was so accurate. It just seemed like it was actually really close races. It, it's pretty it was awesome. Way closer than it should have been. Exactly. And looking back at it, it's like, man, how in the hell did he manage to figure out all that math and do the arm drops just perfectly right? Because get you know, this is bracket racing on either by running on foot or bicycles. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my junior story. He always always had a way of just making things fun at the track. And oh, absolutely. Us, uh, yes. Helping us have fun even in a rain out. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, he was a pretty smart so, um, guy, and he, that, he was from, he loved racing. And and if you couldn't race, he would try to figure out something to incorporate into having a good time that that had racing involved. For, for sure, and of course, everybody everybody um, has seen the boards on the back of the bleachers. Robbie's name's up there. Right, he had five or six junior director track championships. Right, um, he was the champion in '97, which was my first year racing. And yes. then he and I had a battle neck and neck in '98. Mm-hmm. which is my second year. I ended up finishing second to him. Um, he missed the first race of the year with a broken arm. I think he broke his arm riding his bicycle or something. I remember um, that. And he missed the first race of the year and then managed to come back, and it came down to the last race of the year before he clinched. Right. And, you know, as a 10-year-old, and I'd been at the track for just over a year, like that was that was huge in my in my life and kind of set the tone for my, my racing career, honestly. To be, right. Man, here's here's Robbie, here's this thirteen, fourteen year old kid that right. you watched just tear up every weekend the year before. <laughs> and you watched him more or less tear up all year this year. Yeah. And you look at the point sheet and you're only two or three rounds behind him. It's like, okay, I'm I'm doing this. <laughs> yes, he was awesome. I, I, I mean the the you know, as a kid it was like <laughs> unbelievable to watch him and what he could accomplish in a junior dragster and then you know everybody just kind of knew if he this guy gets on the right ride as an adult when he gets old enough you know he could the, the sky is the limit for robbie i mean just what his knowledge about the sport how good he was and how much he took it in and just tried to just make it so much more i mean his ideas his the way he raced the way he thought about racing and constantly trying to think of any advantage and whatnot and and there's probably a lot of people to this day that probably still use something that robbie gave them as advice And, and whether that be how they let go of a button or how they drive the stripe or just any kind of thought you know he he really had a lot of thoughts into drag racing and i would be remiss to say that there's somebody out there that's probably doing something that Robbie, you know, suggested. Guilty. <laughs> there we go. One of them already. And I wouldn't, yep. I, I, so I'm not positive, I, but I think Andy Romine rolls off of his button. I think, and I believe that he might've told me that Robbie Easton is the one that always said you are way more consistent by rolling your hand instead of throwing it back. So that's where I kind of got the general idea. What, what, what is something that you're using that, that Robbie suggested? So Robbie, we all know, uh, made most of his fame in big cars racing a Fiero. Yes. Uh, mid to low 10 second Fiero win a K-Day. Right. Um, and he, at the time, he kind of aged out of juniors into, into what we call sportsmen now. It was called sportsmen at the time, but it was kind of pro and sportsman combined. Right. Um, for one year at the track there. Mm-hmm. And he jumped in with the wolves with a 
10-second Fiero streetcar against the Rob Fishers in in the wagon right. back when it was white and had his name on the side. Um, the Dodge uh, Dart with Hill Construction me. on the side. <laughs> yep, yep, and um, and and Kim Chase and yep. all the all the people you remember going around in pro class as we were growing up. Robbie's out there racing against him with the Fiero. Right, and whenever I was starting to race the pickup truck, the white truck. I was I was pretty good on the tree, but driving the stripe was just next to impossible. Coming out of juniors, and I mean, I was I was holding my own, but I was I was always managing to mess something up. Right. Third round, fourth round, whatever. wasn't able to put it together for a whole day. Yeah. I was talking to Robbie one day, and he said, "Well, the the thing I do is I know it's hard to drive stripe. Um, you know, I can I can drive it accurately down to, you know, 020 against this kind of car, or 010 against this kind of car, or Right. Double O against this speed of car. And I was like, okay, so I need to identify that. And he's like, but how I counteract that is I watch myself leave and I gauge what my reaction time was. And then I catch their, catch their tree coming down in my mirror or turn around and watch it come down. And I try to gauge what their light is. Okay. That way I know if I have 20 or 30 in the tree, right. I don't have to be, try to be a hero at the other end. Right. Which I can only I can take 20 or 30 stripe and be good. And in a slower vehicle, so like kind of taught me, yeah, a slower vehicle like your pickup and, truck, you've got a back window. You literally can just look over your shoulder and see that. <laughs> I've never thought of that, but yep. yeah, that's a great example. I mean, and I, I believe I've heard him say, you know, when he, you know, I believe I heard him talk about that before, um, but wasn't positive. So I, you know, it's not something I wanted to throw out there without knowing for sure but that yeah that is great a great philosophy you know if you think about it you if you got plenty of time why not look back there and just try to guess their light if you're going to guess your own which most people do when they take off they're thinking oh that's good or that's bad or you you know i try to range it like if i let go and i'm thinking i'm, I'm trying to range it down to 10 if i was 15 to 25 or double o to 10 or you know and, and yes most people do that yep i agree i agree and and you know, it, it's tricky to do the other the other guy because there's a lot of factors, and you're still going down the track. And right. There's there's several different things going on. But yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good tool to have, and it certainly helped me a lot over the years on days where maybe I couldn't trust my truck as well. Yeah. To have an idea of what's going on. Right. Yeah, that's good stuff. I uh, I mean, Rob, like I said, Robbie just had a lot of ideas. He just he had a lot of ways of looking at things to just gain an advantage. And obviously, a lot of them worked because the dude was just unreal in a race car or in just a street car. Yeah. It didn't matter what he was driving. He was very good. Yep. So that's, that's a tool that Robbie gave me that I, I still use to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to use it in the Ranger and Stop Eliminator a lot, and I get right. to use it in, when I get in my pickup truck and, and race uh, even in sportsman class. It's, it's slow enough. I can pretty much pick up the tree coming down on the other side against just about everybody. So Right. So you said you got some more stories yeah. uh, when he's a little bit older. This this is, you know, this is, I, I grew up around Robbie a little bit when I was younger, but the, the, the more time I spent with him was around the adult ages. So I, I'm curious to know your story because I know I've got a few myself, but I, I love hearing everybody else's, you know, because there was a lot of things I wasn't around for. And, you know, you hear hearsay from other people about some of the stuff, but I, I'm so intrigued. This is one of my favorite weeks just to hear some people, you know, give their stories and memories of Robbie. I'm, I'm really looking forward to hear what, what your story is for, you know, his older days. Sure. So as he got older, he kind of, um, 
he kind of got away from racing at Coles County all the time. He wanted a different challenge. Um, the Fiero was no longer a viable race car. Uh, he had he had gotten rid of the dragster. He was out just racing street cars. He had that Corvette for a while that, uh-huh. that he raced, and then he had that uh, GTO, GTO for a little bit that yep. he drove around and raced. Mm-hmm. Looking and, for um, wallies. <laughs> anyway, about the, oh yeah, and about the time he was uh, racing the GTO, I think he ended up being race the champions representative for. I know he represented Coles County at least one year, or, you know, several years. Um, he represented. Joliet one year, I believe. He represented um, Great Lakes Dragway one yeah, year. I knew Great Lakes. And he represented Indy one year. Okay. So I, knew the I Great think Lakes he represented were... Race of Champions at least four different tracks across Division Three over the course of time. Wow. That's that's crazy. Um, which is pretty cool. But back in his traveling years, I was still racing in Coles County all the time. So every Sunday or every Monday, depending on it, it was usually Sunday afternoon. I would pick up the phone and I'd call Robbie, and he'd usually be traveling home from wherever he had been racing that day. And we'd talk. We'd just kind of go over our weekend, go over well, what happened with you, and just kind of go over what happened and what how we saw this happen, how we saw that right happen. Right. And Robbie would give advice, and um, you know those were those were some of my best memories of Robbie because yeah. I was at such an age where. I didn't have a whole lot of people outside my family to talk to about racing right. that would understand it, mm-hmm. let alone expand my knowledge and, and broaden my mind and, and help me get better. Right. And that was just, um, those were pretty cool memories. And I'll remember the year, the year you went for Great Lakes um, to the bracket finals, he rolled in the gate, he took the license plate off the black GTO because at that point people knew black GTO with Illinois license plates. <laughs> uh, was a was a tough competitor. Yeah, so, so his name was getting around took, everywhere. He took the license plates off, and and that car. I mean, that car was kind of the bane of his existence. Right, and that car had a very bad relationship. <laughs> yes. And um, anyway, he got it. He got something rolling in the main event of bracket finals, and and I remember he was coming down the return road. Uh, had just turned on a wind light where. The opponent was one of those 12 flat cars that could probably run 1170. Yeah. And uh, he gets alongside Robbie and starts playing the fiddle. And Robbie, in the GTO, just waits till the right spot and just absolutely buries the brakes, gets out of it, gets out of the race. And, you know, I think he dropped it to one above or something, just Robbie, <laughs> Robbie style. Right. And when light comes on, he, he comes past us on the return road watching there at the quarter mile finish line like we do a lot. And, he, he hangs out the car, all the way out the car, like sitting on the driver's window while still driving up past the bleachers and said, that fool was carrying 30. <laughs> With the biggest grin on his face and just... Uh, that's great. Yes, that that's awesome. That, that was, you know, that, that was a really good memory of Robbie. And I believe that was <laughs> the year that we ended up racing all the way through like to 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 5 a.m., oh, wow. whatever it yeah, was, because there was the, rain coming the next day. That was, yeah, back when they would carry on an event. You know, they, they won't do that stuff at, at bracket finals anymore. They like to drag it on, seems like. They, <laughs> they like to, you know, make it a couple days. And racing at, you know, 9 o'clock over there now is almost seems a little bit, you know, uh, scarce. Yeah, Robbie uh, Robbie was um, awesome. And, and, you know, stuff like what you just said, hanging out of the car. And, and I can picture him yelling that with a big old smile on his face. And, 
it was just awesome to be around anytime you know something was going on with the racetrack robbie was just one of them guys you could never not walk away after being with robbie and not have a smile on your face because and even if you know if you were having a down day or you know just he was right there to just do anything he could to just you know make you smile or pick you up or oh come on you'll be all right it, you know you'll it, you'll get over it or you know he was just a good pick me up kind of guy just you know perfect guy to be around if you're just not feeling yourself or having a little discouraged you know over drag racing um he was just the right guy to be around when you were going through one of them slumps and if you ever wanted to have a game of 500 football toss. Oh, absolutely. Uh, make up a game in the pit. Robbie was going to be the one of the first people there. He was going to have oh, football, yes. and you guys were going to figure something out. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember them days as a kid playing some 500. I, 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 you know, a lot of people didn't even know what that was. I'd go back to school and be like, let's play 500. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, hey, we do this at the racetrack. <laughs> it, you know, we figured it out. And, you know, Robbie was always right there and one of the main main guys that was involved in the 500 game of football. But yeah, that's I it's it's amazing. It's looking back on them days and just this this week is so awesome to to remember those days of growing up with Robbie. So, you know, once Robbie uh Robbie had quit racing, um and he was still keeping in touch with with some of us uh there for a little bit and and there was a week where he was uh well, it, there was a weekend and he was just Robbie was incredibly smart like we've mentioned several times. Yeah. But um he 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 got bored with his job, and he was coming coming up to spend the weekend with me at college over there at U of I, mm-hmm. and that was an experience he didn't get to have um, for whatever reason through the application process. He didn't he didn't get into U of I, right? And I think that that always bugged him a little bit. Right? He was certainly smart enough; he would have been oh, a absolutely. huge asset at that school. Um, yes. So I'm not sure why he didn't get in, but I know it bothered him that he didn't. Mm-hmm. So he he ended up spending a whole week with me up there at school, staying in my apartment, going to classes with me. Um, hanging out, right? Um, going to play and pick up basketball at the gym with me. Mm-hmm. Just basically, I got a week of Robbie at Robbie's best. Yeah, that's a, outside that's of awesome. the racetrack where um, he was just being himself. And, right. Yeah, and I, that I, was that was probably one of my that that's my last real memory of Robbie. Yeah, um, that's the last time I really saw him. And what a great memory it was! I it I just, believe it. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I don't. I have a couple memories of Robbie whenever you know we weren't at the racetrack. And matter of fact, Robbie was there for my 21st birthday. Um, my 21st birthday we celebrated in Champagne. Um, up we went to Joe's Brewery. It was Robbie Easton, Cassie Edwards, and um, Bubba Long. They all met me up there. Matter of fact, I think uh, I think Cassie forgot her ID. We got all the way to Champagne, and Robbie rode back with her, and you know because she felt awful and he just rode he rode back with her and you know i was like it's okay and they came back and and you know we had a fun time that night i actually got a couple pictures that night and yeah i I, there was a couple times that i was around robbie not around the racetrack and it's just it's awesome to to look back on them days and you know i had a lot of fun around robbie at the racetrack but you know them the moments that you know you cherish that weren't at the racetrack you really just got to see Robbie for, you know, who he was and, and not, you know, cause when he was at the racetrack, he was a lot of fun, but he, he, you know, when you're racing, he's, he's locked in and, you know, he's still, you know, he, he would still joke around and have a little fun at the racetrack, but he, you know, 
seeing him outside of that world is was awesome. And and I'm jealous that you got a whole week of that. Because uh, looking back at the night of my birthday, I'm thinking, man, I wish I could have had so many more nights like that. You know, I I, I believe I w- I picked Robbie up one night and we went. You know, I picked him up at his house, and I walked into his house. It was in Arcola, and he didn't really have much furniture or anything. But I walked in, and he had a whole corner full of his Wallies just sitting on the floor, and I'm like, oh my god. You know, Wallies are you know, so to some people, Wallies aren't that big of a deal. I don't have one. But to see somebody that had that many of them and they're just, you know, sitting there in the corner, it was amazing. It was mind-blowing. It's like, wow. You know, just <laughs> this dude is is the real deal. Driving through Arcola on my way to Terre Haute this weekend, I I looked over towards the, uh, oh, behind the, that little street there where Robbie's apartment was yes. and just kind of smiled. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I went and stayed at that apartment a couple of times <laughs> yep. uh, on nights where I was coming from Champaign and going to Coles County and mm-hmm. it was a Sunday race. I didn't want to wake up early on Saturday or Sunday morning. And he said, well, just come stay at my place. <laughs> yeah. He was a, a unreal guy. I mean, just either they don't make too many of them like that anymore. And, and it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great weekend. This is going to be, you know, this this podcast this week, this episode, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really enjoyed you coming on here. Um, we're actually going to try to get your sister to come on. I know she's uh, got, a, you know, her hand in this race. And, um, you know, she's donating some big checks. And, and you've done quite a bit yourself in making this weekend happen. And I can't say thank you enough. And it's going to be a great time. I hope there's a big car count. I hope that everybody is there and Robbie you know, me and you talked about this. He would hate us for doing this right now. He'd be so mad. But yeah. I believe in my deep down in my heart, when everybody's there at that track and they're honoring Robbie, he's going to be looking down and he's going to be smiling and thinking this is awesome because it's going to be one hell of a weekend, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. And, you know, Robbie, Robbie got it from somewhere. You know, um, we're going to have a lot of Robbie stories on this podcast, but oh, I, sure. I do have one Bob story oh, from before perfect. I was alive. Perfect. But, um, you know, the, the Ethan family, just they're, they're just kind and giving people, um, caring people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Todd wow. has done a lot for the racetrack Absolutely. here lately. And, yeah, and he will be um, on the show a little bit later as well. And he's helping out with the, with the Super Pro side. But back in the 70s or 80s, and I can't remember the exact year, my dad was racing his 67 Fairlane at the track. Um, and he won the semifinals, came back up for the finals, and there was a tree malfunction. Mm-hmm. And on that pass, Dad ripped a hole in his flick, and the tube was showing through. Oh, boy. And um, he, he made it back to the ET booth to get his little time ticket, um, which back then were handwritten. Right. But he did not make it back to his trailer. The tire was flat before he got back to his pit. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dave Billingsley took a tire off of his car, came over, uh, tried to make it work, but the backspacing wasn't right. Well, Bob Eason was at the track, but he'd already taken his car home, or he he wasn't racing that day or something. So Bob went all the way home, which, of course, you and I know only about two, three miles. (laughs) Yes. Jacked his car up, took the tire off of his Nova, brought the tire and rim to the track and uh, let dad use that tire on one side. Dad kept his, <laughs> his normal tire on the other side. But wow. he had Bobby Eason's tire and rim on one side of the car um, to replace the one that had had a hole ripped in it. 
That's awesome. And managed to turn on the wind light in the final round. Oh, wow. Borrowing what a, Bobby some slick. I was hoping you were going to go there with that. I was hoping that it was going to be one of them where, you know, he ended up winning the whole thing. That's awesome. And, and, you know, like, you know, you just said, me and you both know the Easton family was just phenomenal people. Um, I, I, I wasn't around Bob much. I, I, I always, I was, the guy was kind of intimidating, although he was the nicest guy in the world. But just looking at him and not knowing him that well, I was scared to death of him. I remember going to Robbie's house one time. We took the four-wheeler down the bike trail. We got to his house, and and I walked in, and I was just like, I felt really uncomfortable because I didn't, I'd never really speaking with his dad before, and I'm like, oh my god, he just terrified me. He had that look to him, like I was like, oh god, please don't, <laughs> please don't get mad at me because I'm here. But yeah, he was from everything else I've heard, and, and once I actually was around him and, and heard him, you know, you know, he spoke to me and stuff. He was a phenomenal, yeah, I mean, just amazing guy, very nice and willing to go and do anything he could to help another driver. Um, and that was just the Eastern way. I mean, that's Robbie. He he passed that down to Robbie, and Robbie's the same way. Robbie didn't, you know, know a whole lot per se as as far as mechanically wise, but he would sure give you an idea, or if if he could help you in any way, he was going to. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, Ellis, I appreciate you calling in, and I'm I'm so happy you had a Bob story because. I've got a couple, you know, Todd's going to call in and, um, you know, Ron Veach. And I was a little worried that we wouldn't be able to just, you know, include Bob as much because this is not just Robbie's weekend. This is Robbie and his dad's weekend. And I'm I'm so happy that we were able to make that work. Um, It's going to be a fun one. And I I cannot wait to see you guys down there. I know your brother's coming and we should have a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We might we might have a trick up our sleeve to get into Super Pro class on Sunday. Oh, we'll boy. I love to hear that one. I, I tell you what, I'll be in it. I don't normally run Super Pro. I do it every now and then. I'm going to probably, I will be in the Super Pro class um, this coming weekend for sure. As long as I get my car together. The great car is running... <laughs> The great car is running just close enough that if we take the, the legal weight out of it for stock, we oh, might perfect. be able to get, get down to 775. Perfect. So. That's, hey, that's all you got to do. Uh, 775, you can figure that out. <laughs> strap, a bo- strap a bottle in there. <laughs> just hoping hoping for good weather. Yeah, that's uh, and it's it looks to be like it's going to be a little warm. But you know what? If the barometric pressure is good enough or the humidity's down or there's a little bit of a breeze, you might just not have to worry about it. You might just be in there anyway. We'll, we'll give it our best shot. Well, Rusty, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank to, you for coming on. Great Robbie and Bob. And, oh, for uh, sure. Of this course, was a lot of fun. rolling on this whole thing, and I really appreciate that. So. I, I, I just, you know what? It's been too long, and, and I, I felt like this needed to happen, and, and by God, I got the opportunity to do it, and it's such an honor to be able to do it, and, and I'm so excited. So um, I appreciate you coming on. We're going to go ahead and get to our next caller, but uh, thank you again for everything you've done for to help out with this, and thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Talk to you yep. later. Thanks. Bye. As always, it was fun talking to Ellis, and we're actually going to keep the ball rolling here with the uh, phone calls. We're going to go to the next one. All right, our second caller, uh, you guys just heard from her brother, Ellis, and this is Shannon. And first of all, first of all, I can't say thank you enough to Shannon. She um, she was a part of this weekend. She's donated big checks, um, her and her husband over at Revolution Designs, I believe it is. And yep. they have, you know, they've done this a couple times for Coles County. And um, the moment she found out that we were doing 
the Robin Robbie Easton Memorial Weekend. Um, she was the first person to reach out and say that she wanted to be involved. And I can't say thank you enough. And Shannon, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to, you know, I didn't have a chance to grow up. I, I, I grew up around Robbie quite a bit. And I know you and Robbie were extremely close. Um, I didn't necessarily get to grow up around you as much. I, I hung out with Ellis a little bit and Travis. As a matter of fact, we, you know, I, I talked about this with Ellis a couple weeks ago. We we're actually related through marriage or was. And it's weird that, you know, I, I knew you growing up and but I never was really around, you know, all of you guys, the, the little click that Robbie had. So I'm really looking forward to some of these stories. I know you've got some good ones and, and appreciate the, you know, you were actually one of them that shared some of the photos on the Facebook page of you and Robbie and a couple of Robbie and appreciate that too. I was able to take some of those and put, put together a little video. And, um, but I know you guys were really close. I know you've got some good stories, so let them roll. Let's hear what you got. All right. Well, I'm going to start at the very beginning. So Absolutely. when I actually Ellis raced juniors for a whole year, a mm -hmm. whole summer before I started racing juniors. Um, and the joke is that I didn't want to be Ellis's sister. <laughs> um, so I was older and I'm like, he's my brother. I'm not his sister. Everybody should know me more than they know him. Yeah. Um, but that first summer that, um, I actually started in a junior. My car wasn't ready. Uh, we had to special order it from Spitzer. And so the first few weekends, um, I didn't have a car to race. And so I was still just being a spectator. And um, Robbie had broken his collarbone that summer uh, as yes. well. Your brother just talked about that. So he was really... Uh, that's when we really got to know each other because uh, we sat on the grandstands on the junior side. Oh, yeah. And... He told me all about who everybody was and how long they'd been racing and just, you know, Robbie knew everything about everyone. Yeah, so, absolutely. Super cool uh, to get to know him. And then from there, um, we kind of became pen pals in the summer. So when we were younger, we obviously didn't see each other right. except for at the racetrack. And so every week, like clockwork, <laughs> um, we've, some weeks we'd get two letters apiece back and oh, forth, wow, and that's... some weeks it'd only be one. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Before the yeah. texting and the social media days, you know, that's so cool. <laughs> I look back yeah. and think, to you know, these kids nowadays just don't know how well they got it. You know, they, they can just send a text to somebody. But back then, you know, you didn't really have a lot of options to, unless you just wanted to pick up your old landline and call somebody. But uh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I always... I never really had the opportunity to just sit there and write letters to, you know, to a friend or a pen pal or anything of that matter. And I always regretted that, you know, and I've always actually thought about doing it, you know, as an adult, you know, and, and because I think that's so cool because when you're sitting down and you're writing, you're putting so much more thought into it. And I just think that's awesome. So you guys got yeah. to write back and forth pretty much the whole summer, you said? Yeah, lots of stuff, summer after summer after summer. That's so, great. Um, yeah, so that was really how we connected. So tons of, I, and somewhere in a box, we just moved last year. So somewhere in a box, I've been looking for it. I actually still have every letter oh, that Robbie wrote. Oh, wow, that is amazing. That's something yeah. that, that would be, wow. That That's something that you would almost have to just... Kind of go off into a corner by yourself because I, I could imagine how emotional that would be. But, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I, I wish yeah. that, you know, I, I have some pictures with Robbie and, you know, some memories. But that, something like what that, you know, what you've got there, that's really that's really special. I, I'm yeah, that's really cool. That's one of my favorite. And he would always put like a secret message, oh, <laughs> which wow. really he just 
wrote it in highlighter and then highlighted over it. So you had to have a black light to <laughs> oh, be able to read wow, it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So Always creative. Yeah. He was a very creative guy. He was quirky like that. Yes, absolutely. And I love that about him. I mean, I just, you know, and not a lot of people knew. I mean, not a lot of people listening to the show knew Robbie that well. But, you know, and there's several that were just, you know, absolutely, you know, great friends with Robbie but that's why we're here I mean you know this is a really big weekend for a lot of people and a lot of people it's not so much of a big weekend but I want it to be I want them to understand what kind of guy Robbie was and you know how amazing he was as a person as a racer and what he meant to that track and and get you you know people like you and your brother and some other other people we're going to have on here to talk about Robbie and share some of those you know just like what you said you know he was just a little quirky like that and would you know the 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 secret message stuff that 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 you know describes Robbie to a T almost you know he he didn't always express himself in in his own way around certain people he was kind of um he bottled himself up around it but once you got to know him then it was you know then you could really you know see Robbie he would let it all fly you know but when you first meet Robbie he was kind of shy and you know I think that's awesome um I've got plenty of stories about Robbie and some of the quirky stuff he's done but I I I love it I'm so happy to hear that you know you've still got those letters that's pretty special I would imagine yeah yeah, and then basically the biggest memory, though, is just it didn't matter where I went, where I lived, and I've lived a lot of places in Illinois, just yeah. from schooling to um, my work post-school and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. he's been in every town, <laughs> made <laughs> yeah. sure to see me. We've yeah. been to a bowling alley in every town I've ever lived in, um, tons <laughs> of memories of... Was he a very good bowler? Like, he was a very was he bad at anything he did well that's yeah, true he was a good bowler <laughs> <laughs> that is very true <laughs> um again with the quirkiness he always did this like little shirt tug thing right before he like went on the approach so um, <laughs> things that you'll just never forget you yeah. know and um and so lots of my friends became really good friends with robbie just through like getting to you know, be around him and him coming to like parties. Right. One of the pictures that I shared was at a, a New yeah. Year's Eve party. Um, the and couch full of girls in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me and my roommate. Yeah. And um, and then actually here in the Quad Cities where I live currently, he came up um, more than once. But one weekend we went racing, which that was the picture of the GTO at Cordova. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also it rained mostly that whole day, so that was him in the back seat of my friends. Um, Bonneville, and he had every seatbelt on that was available <laughs> to him in the back seat. So what? Then, what, what I just just out of curiosity, during a rain delay, did he have any um, ideas of what you guys could do to kill some time? Because that's one of your brother's stories about how he, you know, when you're out to track and and it, you had to wait on a rain delay or something. Robbie was so good about like figuring something out for everybody to do that was going to be fun and entertaining. So just out of curiosity, what did you guys do during the rain delay at that track? Anything well, fun? up here we just we just sat in the car and visited because we, we at that point we weren't seeing each other that much, right, you know. Right. So yep, it was just nice catch to catch up. up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, but when we were kids, for sure, yeah. I don't. We always found something to do. I don't have great stories. I'm sure Ellis is better at remembering that. <laughs> I just remember lots of football. Oh yeah. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, we, that's one of them. We did. You know, one of them Ellis talked about was 
we always used to play a game called 500 with a football. You know, we got yep. 10 guys or 10 girls or, you know, a bunch of people standing at one end. One guy's throwing the ball, call a number out, 200, and whoever catches it gets 200 points. First person yep. to 500 won. It was a lot of fun. I never knew anything about that until, you know, Robbie came along and they started doing that. And then I, you know, I told Ellis, I was like, I used to go to school, try to get kids to play. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? What is 500? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my friend Robbie taught that. me that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At, at the at Coles County, it wasn't really rain delays, but in in the nighttime or like after the yeah. races were over, or at least when the juniors were done, we always wanted to ride quads. So like yep. whoever's four wheelers we could get a hold of. Oh yeah. And uh, Robbie knew all of the secret, you know, oh, trails outside and stuff. of the racetrack and where to go. Yeah, it's funny you say that because one story I have about Robbie was. You know, he was on a scooter and we were all, you know, on different ATVs or scooters or whatnot. And he decided, you know, there was a little alcohol involved, probably some woodchuck. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Robbie decided to get a little crazy and just split off from the pack in front of everybody. And he was laughing the entire time. And he drove through this big, tall path of weeds. Next thing you know, the headlight disappears. Robbie disappears. The scooter disappears. We're like, uh oh, what happened? And we're all driving through the weeds, like, looking around. Next thing you know, Robbie jumps up, throws his hands in the air. I was like, I'm good. And <laughs> lo and behold, there was a wire fence over there, and it caught his chest and knocked him clean off that scooter. Luckily, you know, thankfully, he was okay. But I'll never forget that. Everybody's like, look at him, just laughing. And all of a sudden, uh-oh, where did he go? <laughs> Everybody's getting worried, and he just it clotheslined him. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, we played cat and mouse, so somebody would go and hide, and we'd try to find them. So. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a lot of good memories after the races. I always look forward to that. You know, the weekends would, you know, my my parents or my uh, uncle or somebody, we'd all be camping out at the track, and I'm like, thank God, because there's going to be something fun to do afterwards. And you always knew Robbie was going to be right in the middle of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh I my gosh, my dogs. Oh, it's a, a totally okay. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in. It's awesome to catch up and, and hear these stories about Robbie. And like I said, gives everybody a chance to hear some of these and re reminisce on the old days or, or just a chance to get somebody or give somebody to, uh, to get to know who, what kind of ro guy Robbie was, or, you know, uh, right. he, he was just an outstanding guy and I, I miss him so much. I wish he was here, but, and, and I told Ellis, he'd be so mad that we're doing this, uh, this Easton Memorial stuff, but he, you know, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be looking down and smiling and, and really enjoying the fact that we're going to be putting on a hell of a show this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shannon, I, once again, I appreciate you calling in. Anybody that needs any lettering or decals, I know you sent me some carbon uh, carbon vinyl uh, a couple years ago, and I yep. appreciated that so much. But anybody that is looking for stickers or um, wraps or anything, um, you know, get a hold of Shannon. They're over at Revolution Designs. They can hook you up, and I appreciate you guys doing the big checks. Absolutely. We're so happy to be part of it and can't wait for everyone to have a great weekend. It's going to be a fun one. Well, I'll let you go and I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll talk uh -huh. to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Good stuff there from Shannon. Um, I really appreciate her calling in. Next caller up. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. I think she's had a few drinks. We'll see. All right. So our next guest, um, I've pretty much 
thought this through and I thought maybe it might be our first F-bomb on the show. Uh, Odds are like plus 250, I think, so we'll see. (laughs) But our next guest is Sarah (laughs) Weaver. Just, you know, hey, you just got a a win a a couple weeks ago and I didn't didn't have you on the podcast and I felt kind of bad for it afterwards because I thought, you know what, that's a pretty special deal when you're winning in your dad's car. You ain't had it out there long. And I was I was a little salty that I didn't have you on that weekend, but I got you on this weekend, and what better way to have you on here to talk about, Robbie? we got a big race coming up. Um, I appreciate you calling in, and I know you've got some good stories. You've probably got a couple drinks in you by now, so you probably uh, aren't that nervous. <laughs> it is 4th of July. So yeah, that's what I figured. Yes. I mean, hey, 4th of July, 3rd of July, 10th of July, does it really matter? No, it's always it a good time to right. have a drink. <laughs> you were really yeah. good friends with Robbie. And, you know, I, you got to race in, around him and you guys, you know, raced in some juniors together, I would assume. Um, you're a little bit, you're quite a bit younger than him, but I would say you probably come in, um, up, up into the juniors about the time he was getting out. Is that correct? Yeah, he was out by the time I got in. Oh, okay. But I wasn't in a very long. Right. Yeah, that's true. You You kind of got a late start, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew that you and him were good friends. I knew that Robbie, you know, he respected you. He loved being around you. I've, you know, I remember a lot of nights at the track after hours, you know, you guys always talked and hung out and everybody was kind of in a little click. And, and, you know, I, I knew whenever I was putting this all together, I thought, you know what? I know Sarah Weaver's got some good stories. So, I was anxious to talk to you, you know, my, hey, Jameson's been anxious to talk to you. He hasn't seen you in like a month now. When's the last time you've been on the track? I miss him so much. <laughs> I think the night that you, the last time you were there, we were on vacation. So he's been. I think so. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've had a couple of people say, when are you coming out of retirement? I haven't ran in what, three weeks? Yeah. Tim took f- my car I, yeah. last weekend. He rented up in it. Did he, did he, did he call you up and tell you, ah, this wasn't that hard or did he rub it in any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, that car is easy to drive. And I'm like, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. It's a good car. It is. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, you, you know, obviously you're uh, good friends with Robbie. Back when you know we all ran around together, I know you got some good stories. Let's let it, let's let's get them rolling. I want to hear some of okay, this. Okay, I'm anxious. Of course, they they don't involve any alcohol. Oh, of course not. Never. No woodchuck, nothing like that. <laughs> I that's my first one comes to that. <laughs> but one thing about Robbie though is Robbie never. I don't know how to say this, but he always dished it back. Like he would just oh, come yeah. right back. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, all right, you can hang. <laughs> but anyways, so the funny thing to me is, you know how seltzers got real big, not seltzers, but um, what are they called? What is a woodchuck called? It's kind of like an ale or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's very different. Cause like what it's like Red's a cider is now. or something, maybe? Yes, yeah. a cider, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So he came to Decatur one night to party. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I wasn't 21, so we had to go somewhere to get alcohol. You broke a rule, no way. (laughs) No, never. (laughs) Anyways, we go to get alcohol, and he grabs Woodchuck, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, you don't drink beer? (laughs) He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I said, just give me some vodka. (laughs) So he gets it. He gets it all, and I don't even remember where we went. Like, I ended up trying it, and I was like, okay, I like that. Not bad. Yeah. It was better than I expected. (laughs) Because, you know, like, 
everybody drinks cheap and everybody drinks beer. And I was yeah. like, what the hell is Woodchuck? Yeah, Robbie wasn't much of a beer guy. I remember he got no, me to try the Woodchuck wasn't. one time. And I, I was so hooked on beer back then that the Woodchuck really threw me off. And I was like, whoa, what the hell did I just drink? But, I mean, it wasn't awful. But, yeah, he, no. he, was, he loved that stuff. It was good. And what's funny to me now is that ciders got real big there for a while. Yeah, like they Reds did. Reds came out mm-hmm. and all that. And I was like, Robbie was ahead of his time. Oh, for, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so my second story is, I don't, I've, I'm a smoker. I've smoked since I was like 17, obviously. Oh, but, I know where this is going. He probably just ate you alive Oh, my that. God. <laughs> so, I don't remember who had it. You remember back in the day, the food stand, like how good it was? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. So, they had snow cones. Uh-huh. So, it was either him or I got a snow cone. I can't remember which one. But he complained about eating after me because he's like, oh. it tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> and I was like, then don't eat after me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he thought the snow can tasted like cigarettes. Yes, he oh, did. my goodness. That's classic Robbie because, I mean, obviously oh, there's no way hell. that snow cone tasted like a cigarette. <laughs> no, but he did. He gave me hell for smoking. Oh, Which, yeah. yes, it's bad. I know. Yeah, well, I mean... Robbie was, man, that kid was in shape. He could probably run. I mean, he rode his bike to the track almost every week. And I remember racing him down the track on the eighth. I mean, we were completely hammered when we did it. And neither one of us made it to the finish line before we just heaved over the guardrail and just started vomiting. But the kid was in, like, killer good shape. Yes, he was. And and anytime somebody smoked around him, you could just see it in his eyes, just looking at him like, you're the devil. (laughs) I know. He put up with it, though. Yeah, he did. He still hung out with me, so I don't know. He obviously got over it, but he didn't stop talking about it. (laughs) Well, I tell you what. I mean, that is classic Robbie, and and it didn't... As soon as you said something about the smoke, and I knew exactly where that was going because I had seen him... You know, he actually messed with me back in the day when I was, you know, 18 years old. I smoked, and, and he used to give me hell for it, but... Yeah, that's kind of how Robbie was. And and I think, you know, he, he meant it in a caring way, but yet in a joking way. You know, he wanted yeah. to see people healthy, but yet, yeah, you know, he absolutely. also just liked to... Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he liked to mess with people. Just, you know, just get them going, riled up a little bit, you know. So, yep, <laughs> that's yep. good stuff. And then, I have a sm- I'll only tell part of this one, because you said I have to keep it busy. <laughs> so, we... Uh, <laughs> I'd gone with him to a racing banquet, which, mind you, I think I was still in juniors. I was probably 17, coming out of juniors. I would be but, curious uh, to know which banquet this is. It, it wouldn't have been like 2008, would it? No, I was in the big in 2008. Okay. No, 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 no. Maybe. It might have been 2008. Oh. I was in the Vega full-time 2009 and came out of it 2010 was the last year I ran it. Okay. No, that's not right. I just know that because there was a... Two thousand eight I was rookie of the year. Okay. Two thousand eight so, rookie of the year. But it still could have been two thousand eight that I we did this. Well, I, I remember I a banquet where I just got completely hammered and I mean I might have danced for the first time in my life and everything. <laughs> and, but Robbie was there and actually some of the pictures that I've got of with me and Robbie were from that banquet and I was just curious if that might have been the banquet you're talking about because that was it a wild have, night and it very well might have been because we left the banquet of course when it ended mm-hmm. and I was like I'm starving I made him take me through McDonald's do you remember the like blue purple GTO he drove oh yeah okay 
So we were in that, and I find his dial-in, and we're mm. in McDonald's drive-thru, and I write my number on his car, and he looks at me, and he goes, you dumbass, it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> it sure was. Oh, perfect. That's great. <laughs> Robbie was, yeah. uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say he thought it was backwards because he was looking through it from the inside of the car through <laughs> the windshield. <laughs> It was, but I wrote it backwards that way. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I wrote it like like it wasn't facing out, it was facing in. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I know. So, I, I'm i assuming you're probably going to be there this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I was hoping you did, you so. Did, I didn't win a free entry, though. I know. You were, you were supposed to draw my name. Hey, I didn't draw it. That's all on you. You can hash that out with Alex. She's the one that drew the names. <laughs> That's all I you. There's still her. another chance, you know, if Rod Rod's doing a drawing tomorrow. I don't know if you've shared okay, the original cool. flyer. But uh, there yeah. was not as many people that shared that one, and that's you know eligible there. So, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm I'm I am probably too. I'm, I'm probably gonna bring uh, a, maybe a case of woodchuck if I can get my hands on some. <laughs> you know what? That's a good idea. That didn't even cross my mind. I, I it just crossed mine today, and I thought you know what? I'm bringing woodchuck. It's gotta happen, right. and especially right. somebody in the winner's circle. If somebody wins yes. that race, that's very familiar or good friends with Robbie. I think it's gonna be a woodchuck winner circle picture. <laughs> I, I agree. That's a really good idea. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff going on at the track after the races and a lot of good memories shared and, and, and some good, you know, good times. So I appreciate you I calling. I sure hope. I appreciate you calling in. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm hoping that it's going to be a really good crowd. I think that it will be. Um, but it's just going to be awesome to honor Robbie. And I really do appreciate you calling in. Absolutely. I appreciate you doing this. This, I, this means a lot. Oh, my God. You're going to kill me. <laughs> I didn't hit the record button on this. Are you shitting me? Oh, I didn't get the F-bomb, but I got the shit. <laughs> I am just joking. I knew I was going to get you. We are recording. I was trying to get that. You know what? I'm calling Alex now. I'm calling Alex. We got something out of her. Not the F-bomb, so we didn't cover the odds, but we got one of them out of her. Oh, I do appreciate you calling. I knew I was going to have a little fun with you. I told Alex I was going to do that, and she's just laughing. You're an ass. I'll get you back. I'll get you back. Oh, I tell you what. I'll chug a beer with you this week. We'll shotgun a beer. We'll, We'll call it even. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, have a good night, and we'll see you this weekend. All right. I'll see you this weekend. All right. Tell my boyfriend I said hi. No, I will. See you. Okay. Bye. That was a lot of fun. I knew I was going to get her. I somehow, someway, I told Alex, I was like, you know what? I bet I could get it. She says she's not going to cuss on the show, but I bet I could get her to do it anyway just for, you know, little bit of fun uh but yeah good times i really enjoyed that um i'm glad she called in we're gonna go to the next one um this is another one i was looking forward to you know this guy he he's been around a long time and he knew robbie and he knew robbie's dad so he's got some good stories so we're gonna go straight to this phone call and it's one i've been looking forward to all right next guest uh former owner of the track 2007 and 2008 Ron Veach, um, you know, kind of came in and took over the track right in Robbie's, you know, prime. Uh, So I know Ron's going to have some really good stories. And Ron grew up, uh, or Robbie grew up with Ron 
um, kind of always be in there. So, uh, you know, I know Ron knows Robbie really, really well. And actually, Ron knows a lot about Bob. And, and that's what we were really getting at. Uh, you know, we got some stories from Todd about Bob. And, and, you know, I was really hoping we could find somebody. I know Jim Hooper was a really good friend of uh, Bob Easton. And, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, you know, Jim's not with us anymore. But I knew that Ron would probably come on here. And uh, we got you on the phone. I appreciate you calling in. Um, how you doing tonight? Doing fine. I uh, I wish I could share lots of the stories with you. Uh, we'll yeah. Uh, Fuck you, PG. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know I, there's you know I cussed a little bit on the show. I, I try to keep it you know so I know there's a lot of junior dragster parents and maybe some junior drivers that listen and and i'm i'm happy that they do i i like to you know i i I want to give them something to look forward to um each week to where maybe they can start getting on the show and doing some interviews and hear their name called out so i i I try to keep it as clean as i can for those for the young guns um but i yeah i know you actually share a story with me on uh facebook last week and i that would have been a good one uh you know but you know hey you know some of them you just got to put in you know you know um bank and and share with some friends around the track when you're having a few beers but uh, i know you got some good ones for the podcast there there's a, a group of kids who as young men got to see uh or relish some of the uh the activities that Bob and I and, and Jim uh, especially got involved in. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure made some lasting memories for them. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of memories to be made at the racetrack, and especially when you're throwing them guys' names around. Yeah, there definitely is. You know, we uh, we started racing juniors about the second year, I think it was, that they were out. That's when my son Kyle turned eight, mm-hmm. and uh, Robbie, and uh he'd already been running a couple years uh robbie and and vashon young were the the big hitters back then and then uh a year before us is when bubba long started oh yeah there's a good we came when when we came in uh ellis and uh, kyle were the same age and uh you know we were the young young punks that uh come in and after the other kids have been running you know two or three years right and uh it was it was quite an experience you know uh one of the things that bob was big on was you know the kids that have been doing it for a while and and uh in some ways it wasn't fair to the the brand new kids right and what the kids today don't realize you know back then a car if it ran in the nines or even the low tens it, you know it was damn fast yeah absolutely and uh so a lot of the kids are running you know 13 14 15 seconds mm-hmm. which is what we were running right out of the box and then you got to run a kid like Robbie, who's running, you know, nine fifties, and, and, and been doing it for two, three years. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was he was tearing the poor little kids up. Right. So what Bob and I sat down, and uh, we were pitted on the east side of the track back then. Uh-huh. And Bob and I were sitting there one night, literally trying to figure out a way. And 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 Bob was especially on this. You know, he says, "I'm tired of watching Robbie beat up on the little kids." Uh, you know, we would draw the hat for for first round. And, right invariably you know robbie or bubba or Bashan or or a couple of the other kids that had more experience were drawing the the eight-year-olds every week you know and eight-year-old loses and he was done right so we came up with it oh i i don't remember exactly how i'll say bob came up with it the idea to have a consolation race and that's actually when we started doing that that's and the first year uh you know bob bob paid for all the trophies for the consolation race he uh he announced it as the the hardened racing engine this consolation race and he told me you know that that's where 
he got the engines for Robbie's car. Okay. And he told me, yeah, they gave him some money and, and bought some trophies. Well, I found out later in the year that Bob just bought them. You know, that's just the way Bob <laughs> that's was. That's that, yeah. It sounds about right. So that year at the banquet, uh, we we were at the banquet and the, 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 the people running the track at the time, you know, they gave a trophy to the uh, track champion and then nothing else. Mm-hmm. So we sat there that night and, you know, we had a few beers and we just started talking about what the hell we were going to do to make it better for the kids. So the next year, Bob and I bought all the trophies, two through ten, and we bought trophies for the Concy race uh, for the entire year. And we started taking the Concy money, the entry fee for that, and then we put that into a pot that we used for, for special stuff. Okay. And uh, Warren was running the junior, running the track back then, and he was all for it. He didn't care as long as we took care of it. And right. And that was really the at the time when we started the parents association, as as it, we called it back then. But it's it's just like right now. Yeah. Ryan and Jody been running the junior for years, and uh, it's all just kind of, of evolved. Kids, it's it's still... every group of kids has had you know some parents that took the lead. Right. And for us, it, it was mostly Bob and I back then, but uh, the Lynches, the Booths, everybody. We had a big meeting out of Bob's house, and we all came, they all came. There was probably 20 of us there, and we all sat down and decided our own rules. Warren was all for it. He said, you guys are in charge. So we were really the first ones to take care of ourselves, so to speak. Well, you guys put together one hell of a foundation because, well, I mean, looking know, at it now, it's it's unreal. Yeah, that, you... that's, what, that's what I was going to say. You know, compared to where they are now, you know, yeah. with, with the sponsor for every single race and right. match, you know. Uh, God bless him. I wish Bob was here, but you know, oh, to see be... where the kids are now, right? And and uh, and the... you know, we're 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 just so so tickled. And Absolutely. Then, uh, at some point, we changed it to the uh, to the uh, Ray Evans Ray Evans constellation because Ray was really close to us. Yeah. And after his accident, uh, uh, Bob and Max Winkler and and. Uh, and I, we would go down there at least once a month and just visit with Ray, and we would tell him about the kids. Because what most people didn't understand was that, and I'm not going to 100% say this because you know it was it was two years for me, but I am to believe, and Warren could probably tell you for sure that that Ray actually brought the first juniors to Coles County Dragway. Really. And that's what we've always run off the the assumption of. And so Bob and I decided we wanted to call it the Ray Evans race. Uh, Warren uh, over the years has, has been very humble and, and told me to if we wanted to change the name we could and, and uh, just recently he asked me if we need to keep calling it that and, and I was pretty uh, foot down I said no that, that's what it's supposed to be and it yeah. will be as long as I as, as long as uh, I got a say in it right and I, I think and, it's uh, a great deal it's just uh if there was some way that we could preserve some of this history you know i've got a fair amount of of track history uh chad isley does right uh, of course rob fisher's got a bunch yeah (laughs) but you know there's a few of us that's got a fair amount and at some point i always say you know and i've talked to all of them we need to just get together and and somehow restore some stuff and fix some stuff and save some stuff because you know, Robbie was the the statistician forever. I mean, oh, he absolutely! Had, he had the whole list of top ten, yeah, all the way back to the eighties. And I believe Chad has that now. I think he gave it to Chad. Really? And, uh, okay. Yeah, he was know, he was good with that. I mean, that was his thing. He loved uh, to Rob, set the Robbie, that. that. Was Robbie like a, was a 
he was almost a geek when it came to numbers and of course he went to school to become an accountant yeah so it was almost like a hobby for him a second hobby you know when it comes to working with numbers and and figuring you stuff know, out it's it's what's unreal funny about what's funny about robbie is a lot of the stuff that that you could get off the interwebs now robbie already had yes uh, back back in the in the 90s you know i remember when bob and i both we signed up for for the internet the first first chance we could at the same time so bob and i spent a year just uh good and bad surveying the internet seeing what we could find right <laughs> but at that point uh, you know robbie would tell us well the philadelphia eagles only won six games in 1970 right. like, how the hell do you know that but he would know that <laughs> oh he that's something you he know, could that, tell me if they won a bunch of them because me and him used to go back and forth on football i was a big well, cowboys sure fan, a cowboy fan <laughs> yeah. he probably hated you, you know? oh yeah <laughs> uh you know we used to tease him all the time you know how the hell did you get hooked up with the eagles and i don't remember what he used to say but uh, anybody who knew Robbie knew, you know, how competitive he was. Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't matter if we were playing poker or fantasy football. You know, we had fantasy football back in the right. 90s. I was trying to explain that to my grandson the other day. He couldn't <laughs> believe that we had fantasy football back then. Yeah. But, you know, we did we did crap like that, and Robbie was all over it. Oh, I, mean, I bet. With numbers. Yeah. Uh, he, he wanted a big part of it, and whether we were playing poker or whatever. Uh, the first – probably the first time I really met Robbie – was uh probably the early 90s i went out to bob's after the races one night you know to have a few and bob had this big basement with a bar and pool table and all that in it so a bunch of us went out there and, and robbie wanted to play pool mm-hmm. you know and this little, little farty could barely reach the top of the table <laughs> but i mean he was insane competitive and you know <laughs> when, when he missed a shot or when he lost and, and at the time of course we were laughing about it but you know, later on in life, when I really got to know Robbie as a as a young man, uh, all, all of this days he's probably the most competitive yes, he was. person I've ever met, and, and it did not matter what we were playing. Right. You know, it's funny you talk about the, the numbers and the competitiveness. You know, Ellis was talking about how whenever we were kids... You know, Robbie figured out a way to to do bracket racing on like by us doing it on feet, like running, sprinting, or on bicycles. He would do a stopwatch. He always carried a wristwatch. He always had a wristwatch. Always he, had a stopwatch. Yes, and he would somehow do that in his head where he would do arm drops and separate the you know you dial this and you dial this and he would separate that by arm drops and it was unreal to think about how he made that work because looking back on that it was so close that it was almost just not even believable and it but the guy was just incredible with numbers well you know he 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 still rode his bike to high even to high school right uh he he was he loved riding his bike and uh uh, he, they lived out in Loxa, but they still went to Charleston, and that was when they first built the uh, bike path. Uh-huh. Yeah. He used to ride I remember that going thing. out to Bob's one one afternoon after work, and Bob and I were doing some work on the junior engines or something. And all of a sudden, Robbie come in the shop, just panting, you know. And <laughs> Bob's like, Robbie, what what the hell's wrong with you? And he says, oh, man, I just had a new personal record. I made it from high school to here in 11 minutes. <laughs> Oh, or, or whatever wow. the hell it was, you know, and you're like, what? He goes, yeah, I timed myself when I left the high school. Oh, and wow. And knows Charleston. The high school's on the east side of town. Yeah. He to lock the, yeah. Uh, it might have been 21 minutes, but whatever it was, you know, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, but that's... He would, he would, even he would competitive with himself. himself. every day. Yeah. <laughs> over stupid shit. And, yeah. And uh, the way he was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's... That that is that is that's Robbie to a T. I mean, I remember them days of him. He'd ride that bike to the track every week, and you yeah. know, we just you you just almost knew you're gonna see Robbie pull up on the bicycle. 
And uh, you know the uh, the Fiero was uh, was actually my mother's car. She bought it new, and then I drove it for a while. And when Robbie was probably seventeen, I mean he'd been driving for a while. Bob kept bugging me to sell it to him. And I said, you know, I don't want to sell it, Bob. It's my mother's car, you know. Right. And I'd actually won a, a race or two with it. My dad had won a few races with mm-hmm. it. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's like our backup. And <laughs> right. Bob kept bugging me. So finally I said, all right, Bob, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll sell it to you. But when Robbie's done with it, I get it back. Right. And he said, okay, that'll work. So we agreed to a price. And, and, and of course, Robbie made it famous. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I, I get it at least once a month i have somebody asked me or text me hey have you got robbie's fiero <laughs> yeah. i was like well yeah i guess well it's funny that you know you, you you say he made it famous because honestly before you just told me that i had no idea that was your car originally yeah, i just see that card i'm thinking it's robbie's you know <laughs> yeah no, I, I, that's what the deal was yeah and the that's... reason bob wanted him to have it was because bob wanted him to have something small to drive back and forth to school right and then, because uh, Bob had already planned on putting him in a drag strip, right? And, and he wanted to he wanted to try racing that, and uh, so Bob said, "Okay, fine, you can try racing that." And then, of course, he was dead. The rest is history. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, it's funny. Uh, he raced it then until he had uh, he he got when his dad moved away that's when he started racing his dragster mm-hmm. and then he traded that for the gto if i remember right, right. yep oh uh, well he had that, a corvette first um oh that's right he had the corvette yeah and yep. uh i think he traded the uh the dragster for the corvette and then he traded it for some for the gto yep but anyway he uh you know the car was just sitting over at uh dusty griffith's house mm-hmm. and uh they you know had been overheating so uh, him and Robbie took the heads off once, and and uh, that's when Robbie decided it was way over his head because you know, yeah. he didn't want Dusty to have to do it. And and I'll be honest with you, Robbie didn't know what a damn Allen wrench was, right. so you know that that wasn't going to happen. He'd come out in the garage and look at Bob and I working on stuff for about two minutes, and he'd say, "Okay, I'm going in the house." <laughs> but uh, it was just funny because uh, he called me one day and he said, "Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to fix the fear." And I said, "Well, you know, I'm sorry, but you know." I need you to if you, just tell me what what you want to do with it. He said, "Well, you need to come get it because I know that was your deal with Dad." So uh, we made a deal, and I went back and got it. So I always thought that was awful uh, mature of you to make sure that I got it. Absolutely, back. yeah, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less just after you get to know Robbie. But yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that's not like that. And when you find one, you know, it's a pretty special deal when you do find somebody like that. And yeah, Robbie was one of those guys. Yep. Yeah. So. So yeah, all through those junior years, you know, we uh, uh, Ellis may have told you, but you know, we had some some damn competitive groups there with. Uh, Absolutely. With Robbie, Robbie, Robbie and Bubba, and, and Alex and Winkler. And it was, uh, you know, it ended up. Uh, I think we figured it up when when Kyle quit racing. Uh, he had finished no worse than fourth or fifth in his entire eight years and that was all racing with those guys but right invariably they were always first through fifth you know between the three or four of them yeah of alex started racing year two after we did mm-hmm. and oh, okay. uh yeah it was just even though a lot of the same guys were always in the in the top five uh it was just competitive as hell and then yeah. 
01 was when uh, I got uh, married to Kathy and her son started racing and he even won a championship in there. So we had we had just one hell of a group of kids. And, Absolutely. And everything kept progressing and, and the, uh, the the parents did more and more. And then when Jim took over, he's the one that really took it to the next level as far as the sponsors. Hooper. And uh, yeah, the, the prizes for the kids. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just hard for me to look back and and think, you know, how long ago that was, because really, you know, it's it's close to 30 years ago now. Right. But, uh, you know, when uh, when we had the track, we had the track from 7 to 10. Uh, Jim was running the, the juniors then, and it was really hard for me not to sit there and go, wow, look how far they've come in, yeah. you know, basically 10, 12 years. Right. It's and, amazing. Uh, I know Ron and Jody have, have kept everything up. So it, it's really looking back on the, you know, looking at the juniors situation. I, I I go on about this a lot through the podcast. It's it's amazing how much those families come together, work together, helping each other's kids. You know, somebody that wanted to get involved with the juniors and don't really know much about it, that's the perfect place to be because everybody down there will step up and help you out in any way possible. And it's really just an unbelievable group of people. I guarantee you, I had an Ellis or a uh, Ellis Booth senior, uh, Ellis's dad. I guarantee you I had one of their motors on my car before. I guarantee yeah. you I had one of Bob's motors on our car. Uh, probably one of Lynch's clutches. Lynch was a uh, genius on the clutches back then. I mean, you know, everybody just, oh, you broke that? Okay, here's mine. Right. You know, and, and away you went. Right. Yeah. It's it's really I'm outstanding. Sure, I'm, sure they still, I'm sure they still are a great group, but it was just, you know, when we first started doing that, to come from well, a you guys regular racing set the community, standard. I mean, the regular racing community being so cutthroat to all right. the time we were over here with the kids, and we were, we were all just so giving to each other. Right. So it was like, wow, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, it was different. like I said, you guys kind of set the standard. I mean, you built a good foundation there. You guys got the Ray Evans. I did not know about that. You know, you guys getting that started. And, and I mean, that's just phenomenal. It's awesome to sit here and listen to this kind of stuff. Because, you know, me and Ellis were talking the other day. And it's like, you know, Robbie's been gone eight years now. And Bob. And it's like, at times, it feels like it's been a lot longer. And then there's other times it feels like it was just a couple years ago. It's really crazy to think about it. And with us having this big weekend coming up, I can't be more excited. I, I'm, I, I tell you what, I'm more excited for this than about anything I've ever done involved with racing. I'm just looking forward to seeing old faces and you know having a good time after the races and you know maybe even drinking a couple woodchucks. <laughs> we talked about that with Sarah Weaver. I said you know I might bring yep. some woodchuck to the track. And he honor of Robbie. That, you know, of course when. When he was younger, he he wanted nothing to do with with booze. And right. And we were all you know the dads. So yeah. After the races, <laughs> but he showed up one night, uh, you know, after he was a grown ass man, and he's got a beer in his hand, and I I looked over at it, and I I was like, you know, what the hell is that? A root beer? And he turned around, and goes, it's a woodchuck. And I said, what the hell's a woodchuck? <laughs> and I looked at it, I looked at it, and said, what the hell's a woodchuck? <laughs> And he just looked at me, smiled. He said, "It's beer." And I thought, "No way, hell!" <laughs> but you know, it was his brand. Yeah, it was. It was to it. The old cider beer or something like that. I, I, I remember. It was I, my cup. I, it wasn't my cup. <laughs> no, I, I just just telling Sarah when I you know talked to her as like my first thought was when I drank it like what the hell? It just had. I was so used to drinking beer. I never drank anything but beer. And it, yeah. it just threw me off. But, I mean, I guess I can understand it. Everybody has their thing. and Everybody you know, has their taste. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you going to be there this weekend by any chance? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be announcing Friday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're the voice of you're the voice of CCD on Friday night. I almost forgot to mention you know, that. It's you, been, 
I think this is the 26th year uh, working at the track in general. I worked for Warren, and then, uh, of course, when we started the, the parents group, so I was kind of working for the track then. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know, other than uh, uh, I did I did uh, some announcing for Morris on, on Friday nights, but uh, I, I it's 20, 25, 26 years straight. So. I'll tell you what, it's fun know, being it's down there with probably, you announcing. You have a good time, time with it. for somebody to take my place on Friday nights. <laughs> I tried to talk Jesse Fritz into it, but he hasn't. He hasn't stepped up yet. Yeah, I don't get down there on Friday much, but I've been down there several times. And like I said, you you have fun with it. I enjoy listening to you up there in the tower. I have fun with it. You know, I uh, <laughs> I quit being serious on Friday nights about yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I just decided it wasn't the time to be serious. And, right. And, uh, you know, there's there's been times we've had a lot of fun. Right. Uh, it's always nice if you can find that face in the crowd that you know you can poke in there. <laughs> Blake's told me a couple times a couple stories about that. <laughs> Blake, Blake's Blake's got uh, poked a few times. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's just all in fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I appreciate you calling in. This was awesome. I really look forward to this interview. I knew I was going to hear some good stories. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you down at the track. I always enjoy seeing you down there racing, and uh, we should have a good. I think we're going to have a good turnout for this. I'm really looking forward to seeing some old faces and good car count and really just putting on a good race and i you know i've said this to a couple of people now robbie would just be absolutely pissed that we're doing this but i think when it's yeah. all said and done it's going to be one of them deals where it's we're going to put on a hell of a show and he's going to be smiling i i really feel that way i mean it's yeah. i couldn't feel more uh, excited to honor somebody than than this weekend so i appreciate you seeing you absolutely i appreciate you calling in all right. Thanks for all you've done on this. Yep. No, I'm, I'm like I said, it's an honor. So we'll see you down there. Uh, we'll, okay. All right. Bye. Yep. Bye. Good stuff there for Ron Veach. Um, I, like I said, all everybody that's called in, I can't say thank you enough. This has been an awesome, awesome episode, and I can't wait to listen back to all of this and just reminisce. I mean, a lot of good stories here, and and that's what this week is all about honoring Robbie and Bob Easton and, and building up to one possibly potentially one of the biggest weekends at Coles County in my opinion it could be um uh, Robbie just you know he was one of the most amazing people um and the first time we've ever done this Robbie Easton Memorial and the Bob Easton um so I think it could be a really special weekend but we got one last caller all right everybody so um we've had a full show of guests and um, I saved the best for last. I've been looking forward to this one for all week. Um, I don't really know Todd as well as I knew Robbie. And um, I've just, I've really been looking forward to talking to Todd. Uh, Todd Easton is on the phone with us. Welcome to the show, Todd. I appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you. So, you know, this is, um, you, you know, I messaged you um Whenever I had the idea and, and you know, the chance to, to do this and throw this all together, yep. just wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't, you know, stepping on any toes and, you know, you yep. got a hold of your mother and, and, you know, you guys love the idea. And it really just started out as kind of a Robbie Easton weekend uh, memorial. And, you know, you've come in and, and helped out and turned this into, you know, an Easton family memorial. And I can't even tell you how excited I am for this weekend and, and what it's become. And it just, it kind of goes to show 
you know, just what kind of people your your brother and your dad were, for everybody to come together and turn this into probably one of the biggest weekends at CCD this year is just it, it says a lot about your brother and your father. And and first of all, you know, I got to thank you for you know helping out and making the Bob Easton Memorial uh, Super Pro Spectacular happen. I mean, you you come up and and you put up some money for that, and we got it going. And um, I just. I think this is awesome. I, I, I can't wait to hear a little a bit um, from you about, you know, your dad and your brother and growing up around them guys. Well, I, yeah, I, uh, I know that I told Rod I'd look or help or something. I'd be bringing that, the dad's number up to 3122 like his race car number. I don't know, I just could not do that. Oh, absolutely. I think that's just awesome. Yeah, so. Yeah, and, and you do a lot more than just this race. You guys... You guys have supplied a tractor at that track for a couple of years now, haven't you? Yeah, I, back when the old uh, John Deere with the Yanmar motor was just on its last leg, I was able to help him come out. He was I, Rob called and had me help him try to find one, and I, I thought, well, you know, I could, uh, you know, do a little sponsorship thing. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been around a lot, and it, honestly, it's just a little hard to go back too often with uh you know both dad and robbie gone yeah know. it's understandable and yeah yeah absolutely i mean you know i had several people that i wanted to talk to this week on the podcast and, and a lot of them i i know deep down they they're they wanted to but i think like you just said it, it's just hard for some of these guys to you know they've lived with this for eight years now and that you know and i think it just it really still stings uh pretty bad when well, it, it happened in the same week so it was right hard. absolutely it, um, yeah. the, the thanksgiving week of 2014 was when everything played out yeah and uh, that expected and robbie was very unexpected but robbie you know robbie was just having fun in the mountains doing what he loved and yeah you know, yeah absolutely i'm seeing adventure injury <laughs> yeah yeah, but, you know, the thing with I said with uh, not you know had been to the dragster factory. It's always definitely got a big place in my heart because well, we spent a lot of years, lots of years there. Uh, well, my dad was my dad was involved in the first round uh, the, when it was uh, Fuquay had it first, and then they called it Motion, and uh -huh. it was kind of that was that was always a car guy, and he he kind of. Uh, trailed off into showing cars and pulling tractors in the drag strip clothes just to have something to do but the second the drag strip reopened and i think it was in 1987 he was there and my mom and dad both were in the ticket booth while we were little yeah there's actually pictures online that we just got a couple weeks ago of you guys uh your dad and your mom in the ticket booth yep yeah, it's, it's, you know, I heard a pretty cool story today, Ellis Booth, talking about, you know, your dad happened to uh, run all the way home one night to help Ellis's dad. Ellis's dad had a tire that cut the, cut the tube down, and your dad ran all the way to the house and got a tire off of his Nova or something or Chevelle and, and brought it back to the track and threw it on there, and Ellis ended up winning that night. And I, I think it just goes to speak volumes of, of what kind of guy Bob was. Um, I well, never personally knew him really well, but I've heard a lot of great stories about Bob. Yeah, he he's always he's always very helpful, and uh, you know to the fellow racers. I remember one time we were way down in Missouri uh, racing super quick with his uh, dragster that had a blown Rodak in it, 
and uh, a guy named the guy that we'd known from when he was racing with helping Harlan Brush, Jeff Libla, uh, was in the points of the Super Quick. And, you know, really hard. Dad was just down there for, you know, he was just, just having a little fun. Quick. But anyhow, Jeff's car went out, and Dad was like, "Well, here, take my car if you want to stay in points." Yeah, <laughs> oh, not well, but that's a long way to drive to just give your car up. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, a, we had fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's what it's all about. And and you know, the the kind of people that that really enjoy the sport, that's 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 what they would do in a heartbeat. I mean, just give you know, offer the car, offer the help, anything you can, and I, you know that just fits right in with Bob and his story about drag racing. Yeah. And and you know, Robbie was. <laughs> You know, generally he was one of the nicest guys I'd been ever been around, and, and you know, Robbie wasn't the most mechanically inclined. But I, I tell you what, he wasn't hesitant to try to help. He would offer anything he could do. Um, he would absolutely one hundred percent jump in there if you asked him to. Yeah, you know, but I my dad had the some of the greatest mechanical gifts. Uh, I mean, he could do anything. He rebuilt a whole tractor engine and just all kinds of stuff like that, and. And me and my brother saw three. We just, we're fine, but we just don't have that gift. Boy, he, he was a crack <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and matter of fact, you just got done restoring his old truck, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I've seen it, it on a, Facebook. I, it's awesome. That's that's probably yeah, pretty special. He bought that truck about a year old. So this is this was in this would be '93. We were uh, we just got the first junior that Robbie started in. And uh, we had an old van that we took all over the place, but it really wasn't going to pull the trailer. He got an enclosed trailer for the junior, and he literally wasn't going to pull it very well. And he was hauling grain up to uh, Tescola and drove by that dually. It was a year old. A guy up there used it for hot shotting and then decided to quit doing that. So Dad bought that a year old, and uh, he was very proud of it. Oh, yeah, I bet. A lot of times it just got in a shed. He had another truck, but... Mm-hmm. He took care of it, and it was like all his other trucks. The dash was covered in paperwork and <laughs> stuff. Not that truck. That truck was always clean. Always clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had it for a lot of years, and then, then when he moved to Utah, he parted ways with it, and it went to another drag racing family, actually, the Martins over in Terre Haute for oh, really? several years. Yeah, a guy named Larry Martin. And then I just happened to, and it's always been in the back of my mind, I'd love to find that truck. Yeah. Hey, I'm scrolling through Facebook Marketplace, and boom, there it was. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I was like, I, I wanted to go, go over there and make sure that was it, and that was it, because I knew a few things to look for. Right. Like, well, it's coming home with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing stories like that. You know, that, there's certain things that just, you know, hold a special place in your heart, and, you know, your parents' old vehicles or, you know, just stuff like that. And and I've, I've seen it on Facebook where you've – got it all fixed up and, and that's pretty cool I, I i'm happy to see that uh you know just you know you can get your hands on stuff like that and if you get the opportunity it's just awesome and some people you know they they're nice enough you know you, you know i've heard stories where you know somebody'd go off or something they don't really want to come up with the car and, and you know they they hear the story behind it and they just have too good of a heart they have to sell it to back to them <laughs> so you yeah. know it's it's ha- i'm happy to see that yeah there's a few things you know, with our family farm, we've got a few old tractors that are heirlooms too, and you know it's kind of you gotta go watch it. You can't have them all, but you know, yeah. like the first one the family started with and stuff. We've got a few of those, but um, so the farming yeah, is that something it, your dad passed down to you then? Huh? Is the farming that's something your dad passed down to you? Uh, well, it was my uh, my mom's dad. Oh, okay. My dad worked. 
for uh, uh, my dad was there for no all the time he was in Coles County. Okay. Uh, well, twenty yeah twenty some years, and then I kind of he wanted to do something different. Went out to Utah, mm-hmm. and so I I took over there, and then kind of took over from my grandfather who passed a few years ago. But but okay. you know it was all, I got all these things of like like it's my grandfather's stuff. I never. Could you know? It wasn't much of dad left. So when I found that dealer, I was like, "I yeah, we're gonna have to do it right." Right. So I have <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys? Are I know that you you talked to your mom about you know this whole weekend, and she was very happy mm-hmm. about it. Are you guys planning on being there this weekend at all? Oh yeah, definitely. Awesome, uh, awesome. I think mom is uh, gonna be out there, and uh, my brother Matt. Yeah, I've talked to Matt. He's yeah, he's yeah, looking gonna, forward to it. Yeah, I'm gonna bring. Uh, uh, so. When my dad was out there, well, before he left, he uh, had bought an old Camaro that belonged to uh, uh, April Paul. Uh-huh, and, yep. Uh, as, it has nitrous, and he took it out there and played with it, and he actually, uh, out that way, there's the uh, Bonneville Salt Flats. Uh-huh, yes, I've been, there, I've drove through them, uh, that yeah, area. Yeah, he, he was actually a track, dad was a track official. No kidding. Out there. Uh, no kidding, the, that's awesome. During the yeah, during their t- trials and it's neat. And we we came out and saw some of it, but he took that car out there and played with it. And he ended up uh, yeah, he ended up deciding that because it couldn't pass emissions partly. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it was his excuse. He uh, he uh, turned it into a joint ownership with my daughter Madison, who was like three at the time. Oh, cool. And uh, so anyhow, that's why the plates say Maddie Ray R E Robert Easton. Okay. For, and. So they, yeah. So she, it's her car now, and I'm custodian, I guess, because she's still a couple <laughs> years driving. Right. So, and but it's yeah, it's I'm gonna plan to take it out. Oh, I, that's out. cool. I can't wait. And I actually think is that car green or black? Black. Okay, I think I've it's seen a, pictures yeah. of April Paul with that car on her Facebook yeah. before. So I, I think I know which too. one you're talking about. But that was a lot. This would have been like this would have been a. Lot. 20 years ago when she sold it to dad okay okay yeah that's i'm i couldn't be more excited i i you know i've i've heard of quite a few people that might be there this weekend and you know i just i'm so excited to see some old faces and you know i I, i'm i couldn't tell you how much you know excitement i have for this weekend i I really feel like it could be a really big weekend and i'm just looking forward to it so much and and the fact that you and your brother and your mom is going to be down there just makes it even sweeter yeah you're getting me more excited now because there's a lot of people i you know Uh, yeah be around there once in a while but you know sometimes sometimes you get a you know don't Right, yeah, I, I think it like could be an epic fun. week, and I think it could be an epic weekend, and it should be a lot of fun. I mean, you know, we talked to I, I talked to a couple people, you know, Ellis Booth and Shannon Booth, and and they ran around with Robbie a lot, and and a lot of the after race, you know, stories and and some of the stuff that went, you know, that we did after the races, and I, I have a feeling there'll be, you know, probably a couple woodchucks or something drink at, uh, this weekend at the track yeah. in honor of Robbie. I, I'm just looking forward to, say, you know, hearing some sh- stories and, and the racing. I mean, obviously the racing is going to be awesome, but it, it's an awesome, awesome weekend coming up. And, and I, I mean, 
you know, I can't thank you more uh, or enough for, you know, getting involved and, and helping out with your dad's race um, and coming out and, and supporting, you know, the, the Robbie Easton uh, sportsman race with the Camaro. And then, you know, coming on this show. I, I mean, I've looked forward to this all week. I, I, I thought this was going to be a really neat interview. And uh, I just can't say thank you enough. I mean, is there anything else you'd like to add or, you know, a story or, you know? Oh, I mean, thank you because you, you spearheaded this off. And, I, I tell you, you what. Know, I gave the ball a hard kick and got it rolled. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've had a few people ask me what, what, you know, what brought you to do this, and it's like, you know, I've always thought of it as, you know, it should have been done, and and uh, Robbie to me was one of the best to ever do it down there. Your dad was an uh, an icon down there. I mean, everybody knew your dad. Everybody knew that car. I mean, you seen that dragster. I knew exactly who it was the second I'd see it. And then, you know, Robbie, the what, what he accomplished down there. And I thought, man, this this really, it's been too long. I, I feel like this, you know, should happen. And no, uh, nobody really kicked around. I mean, I guess the idea had been kicked around a little bit. And I just got the opportunity. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to run with this and just see where it goes. And it really, it, it far exp, exp, um you know, exceeded my expectations. It's way bigger than what I imagined it could be. I couldn't be happier for that. Um, so, like I said, you know, all I did was really bring the idea up. And then, you know, I put up a little bit of money. But I can't thank everybody else enough for chipping in and making it even, you know, more special. Yeah, well, we all know it takes a spark to ignite a cylinder. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I credit you with being the spark. And it's it's been a heck of a burst. That's for Yeah, sure. it has. It's, it's definitely... Uh, turned into a pretty big deal so i i can't say you know like i said i i can't say thank you guys enough and i appreciate you taking time out of your day to call in um that's just i it made my day when you you know messaged me and told me you'd be more than happy to do it yeah well, I, i'm glad i mean they were they were such big parts like and i you know i've talked a lot about that he was part of uh part of it you know for, for the first round and then you know after the after it opened back up he was a part of it but Robbie yeah. was born and breathed it. Oh, and absolutely. So many. And he, so we lived in Loxa, which you can get to the drag strip from Loxa. Oh, I've been there. Yep. Trail. Yep. Well, he, he used to he take us to his time. house every now and then. He would self-tie himself on a bike and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> when the drag came out, it was, uh, oh, it was definitely his thing. And I, one of the funniest stories I wanted to make sure to tell the interaction between him and dad him and dad were always close mm-hmm. uh for you know throughout the years and the one of the neatest ones of the stories i remember my dad would tell it pretty pretty well was uh dad would like to tinker dad was very mechanical so yeah try to get speed out of things more speed out of things robbie was just about broke down tears because robbie wanted to win races robbie was the most driven wanting to win person I've ever met. I got right. a son that reminds me of him. It's a little scary. <laughs> and, you know, so Robbie wanted to figure it in. He always wanted to dial it in, I'd say, or, well, yeah, die, that's a good word because yeah. that guy could figure out or any how to set a car. And he just told my dad, leave it alone. Stop <laughs> touching it. Just leave it alone. And what he was wanting was, of course, he did. Robbie was doing math when he was like two. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Very smart. Always a math whiz, and so he was. He, what he needed was a solid baseline because it was ET racing. Right. He needed a solid baseline. If you just leave the car alone, 
I'll figure it in, dial it out, and once you did, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, you know, that's classic Robbie. I mean, because the guy, I don't think he cared how fast he went. I don't think he, he just no, needed something that would run the number yeah. and, and, you know, he could get comfortable in and he could win in anything. Yeah. If he if he could figure those two things out, it, it was over. <laughs> yeah, my dad had a blown road in a dragster, so he was the speed guy and Robbie was the consistency. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He consistent and win, you know, let the other guy have fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good story, I, I, and it's classic Robbie because, you know, I, I remember when he got the dragster, um, you know, and, and he tried that for a while, and he had some mechanical issues, and he just got, he, you could tell, you could see the frustration. And then he got the Fiero, yeah. and, and it really started clicking. I mean, he found something he got comfortable with, he knew how to drive it, he, he it would run the number, and, and he just knew how to race that car. And then, you know, the Corvette and the GTO situation, I think you've seen a little bit of that frustration come back out in Robbie when it comes to racing, because Robbie just wanted to run the number. I mean, he wanted to run the number, and he yeah. wanted to win. <laughs> That's all he asked for. But Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not going to take up much more of your time. I sure do appreciate you calling in. I, 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 you know, like I said, I can't say enough about, you know, helping out with this and, and then, you know, joining on the show and, and sharing some thoughts and, and memories of your dad and Robbie. I really do appreciate it, and I, I cannot say thank you enough. Well, I look forward to seeing you this weekend. I am looking forward to it as well. And, uh, again, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it, everybody. That was Todd Easton. As promised, this was an awesome, awesome episode. Got to talk to some good people. Got to share some memories with Robbie. Here's the deal. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, cut this short here. Um, we're running almost close to an hour, but um, I saved my story um, for last. And um, you know, Robbie, I got the opportunity to present this race to Rod. It's something I've wanted to do for years, and, um, you know, I just thought it would be a special, special um, deal to have at Coles County, and it's happening, and it just almost seems unreal at this point. Um, Robbie was an unbelievably great uh, great person. Um, you know, my story with Robbie isn't going to be anything uh, fun or funny or nothing with alcohol involved it's just a simple story of really you know somebody that you know took me in and 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 felt made me felt welcome you know i was i'm gonna say somewhere around uh maybe eight years old i used to go to the track with my father and watch him race and i really didn't have any friends i i didn't have any friends at the track i just hung around my dad i'd walk up to the bleachers by myself Um, watch him race root for him Uh, you know my uncle raced down there I you know I used to root for him as well but I really didn't have any friends and as an eight-year-old kid you're running around track and you know I was absolutely fascinated with the junior dragsters as an eight-year-old kid that goes to the track and watches their dad and her dad have success you really just get into the sport and you want to know everything there is to know about it you want to do it you think you know you could do it and be good at it and you know, they, the junior dragster class really just kind of evolved at that time. And I was absolutely fascinated with those cars. And I thought the kids that drove them cars were just the coolest kids ever. Like, those were the kids you wanted to hang out with. And, you know, I didn't know any of them. I just, I felt alone down there. I felt like I didn't have any friends or nobody to hang out with. And 
I remember when I would go up to the lanes, or go up to the bleachers, and I would just to wait for dad to race, and I would always go up and watch the juniors. Every single time that Robbie would win a race, he would come up the return road, and one day he waved at me. And so I waved back, and I just made my day. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, that was awesome. That kid just waved at me. And, you know, from that moment on, you know, he was my favorite junior racer. And, uh, you know, that later that day, he won another round, and I was up there. He drove by, and he waved at me again. And I waved back, and it continued every day um, or every week. Um, so for about four weeks straight, I would always go up to the bleachers and wait for Robbie to come up to the lanes and he'd wave at me. And, you know, we'd still never even talk to each other, but he waved at me and it made me feel just, you know, it made me feel like part of the cool kids. You know, I, I thought, you know, I, that kid's waving at me. I just made me feel special. And, you know, he's five years older than me. He's probably about 13 or, you know, 12 or something. Where not, you know, but I, I just thought that made my day. And, essentially that led to a really good friendship um you know we actually talked one time and he introduced me to some of the other junior racers you know Bubba Long um you know Alex Winkler uh, Ellis Booth and and you know they they he just kind of included me into that you know uh circle even though that I didn't have a junior and I didn't race he included me in there and you know it made me feel like i had friends and i just i i couldn't tell you how special it was for me to be able to hang out with those kids the kids that were in race cars that's something that i never got to do um i never got to race a junior but i you know i was fascinated with them so to be able to hang out with those kids every weekend and you know after the races or during rain you know delays or whatever um, just made me feel like i had friends at the track and and that just turned into an awesome relationship with robbie um, you know, we got older and, you know, done a lot of stuff together. I, you know, I had a lot of fun with Robbie, uh, like me and Ellis talked, you know, all this stuff after the races on the four wheelers and the scooters and, you know, going to Robbie's house and, and, you know, a lot of stuff. And, and like I said, Robbie was there for my 21st birthday. I went out drinking a couple times with Robbie to the bars around Mattoon area and just had a blast with Robbie. But that is my Robbie story. Um, the fact that, you know, he didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. I was just a kid in the stands, you know, just watching drag racing. And he waved at me every single time he'd went around. And it's funny because once we got older, you know, we laughed about that. You know, he's like, you remember when I used to wave at you all the time? And I was like, yeah, dude, I, I, that just made my day. I, I, I thought that was so awesome. So, I, to, you know, some of the young listeners out there, uh, junior dragster racers, you know, I'm just letting you know how important it is when you see a kid out the track, you know, how much they really do look up to you guys. I mean, they, they're not fortunate enough to be in a race car themselves. I, I'm telling you, you guys are way more of a role model than you think you are um you know these kids look up to you guys so it, you can change somebody's life just by a simple wave and, and this story just goes to prove it i i would have never probably had that relationship with robbie if i you know i i wouldn't have you know if he wouldn't have done that i i just was an awkward and shy kid so i wasn't gonna just go up and talk to him and and he just kind of opened the door and made me feel welcome and and special and and like i you know 
we could have had a friendship. And, and that really just got the ball rolling. But, you know, that's my story about Robbie. And I wanted to say that, you know, till last, uh, nothing, you know, crazy and outrageous. Although I do have some of those stories, but that's for, you know, a different time and different place. But that's my story about Robbie. I appreciate everybody. I know this is a really long episode. I really hope that everybody enjoyed it. Um, it ran almost two hours. So, um, you know, but to me, it was worth it. Um, getting to get on here and talk about Robbie and, you know, his dad and, and honor them guys and get us ready for, you know, an awesome weekend. So hope to see everybody out the track, um, this weekend for the Easter Memorial weekend. It's going to be a big one and, uh, love to see everybody out. Thanks everybody for listening.